This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. And I'm your host. Happy Monday. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Had a great time on Saturday, by the way, out at the uh, car show that we had, uh, Collector Car Council. We put together up at the old Jeffco Airport. We now call it the Rocky Mountain Regional Airport. But I had a great time I'd never seen before. And, and uh, tell you a little story, which is how radio works, which... And this particular person, if you're listening, thank you, by the way, for coming by and sharing the story. But we had a listener that came by that said, hey, you're not going to believe how I found you. I said, okay, how did you? I was listening one early, early morning, like 2 a.m. Must have been a replay show with you and Dr. Kelly. And he said, you caught my interest so much at 2 o'clock in the morning, I stayed up listening until almost 4. Must have been one of our two-hour shows we have done a few times. So he stayed up till almost 4 o'clock in the morning listening to Dr. Kelly Victory and us talk and has not stopped listening since and has done lots of research on the things that we talk about with Dr. Kelly, of course. And uh, he's like, I can't believe I found you guys. I don't know why more people don't listen to you given out the, you know, given the great information that you guys give out on a very routine basis, especially that first hour on Thursdays. He said, thank you. And we had lots of people come by and say the same thing. But really, our thanks is to you. Thank you for listening. Yes, of course, thank Dr. Kelly Victory for joining us and being a part of what we do here each week. But again, it's because of all of you that we do what we do. And it's always fun to be out and about and be out in the public and be able to meet all of you and put a face to a voice, especially those of you that call in. And we meet a lot of people that never call in. You just pop in and say hi and you thank us, but really our thanks is to you for listening and being a part of what we do here each and every day. So thank all of you for showing up, and we will have another event, I think, latter part of August. I think Scott and I both are going to try to be up at Phoenix Weaponry later in the month, last Saturday of the month, I believe, and then I've got another car show coming up in September. We'll talk about that as we get a little bit closer. So impossible question of the day from Friday. Can you name the actress who was found dead in her L.A. home on August 5th, 1962? I would have known this one, and I'm I, this was before my time, but that would have been, of course, Marilyn Monroe. The impossible question of the day today. This one I have no idea. Way beyond my, my um, brain cell um, capacity. Question is, who taught Alexander the Great? Who taught Alexander the Great? That is the question of the day today. Answer that on the RushToReason.com website. And producer Ann, by the way, does a great job of putting all of these together. And I will tell you, just I don't know that I say this enough. As someone that just does a question of the day on Saturdays for Drive Radio, doing these every day of the week, five days a week, and 
you know, really researching good ones, you know, good, good questions that a lot of folks won't know. You know, this is a lot of work. So, uh, producer Ann, thank you for doing that. I know it takes a lot of effort on your part, and I know I appreciate it. I don't know whether our listeners do. I think they do. We get good comments on them. People participate. So, uh, I, again, I appreciate her doing that, and I appreciate all of you answering. All right, little PSA, especially being a car guy that I am. And I, just, I, I have to do this. I cannot not do this. We've had some torrential rainstorms the last few days here in the Front Range area. I think we had some bad ones Friday night. We had some again Saturday night and into Sunday. I believe even had some yesterday afternoon. So, I should not have to say this, but I guess I will. And those of you that are listening that know folks that won't be listening, please share this with them as well. If you do not know how deep the water is that you're going to be traveling through, don't drive in it. I noticed yesterday there was a lot of roads that had to be closed down. Why? Because people drove through vehicle stalls and now the roadway's blocked. And no one else can get through. Because someone chose to drove through water way too deep and shouldn't have. Now, I didn't see any situations yesterday where vehicles were like floating away. But keep in mind, I say this all the time. Unless you're driving a frame off, you know, a body on frame vehicle like a lot of the heavier SUVs and trucks are, which there's not that many of those on the road anymore because most everything, including most of your SUVs, are now unibody. What do we mean by unibody? There's no frame on the car. And you're all thinking, well, how, how does that work? Years and years and years ago, vehicle manufacturers to lighten up the vehicle, save money, they started building the body and the frame. As an assembly, it's called a unibody. It's where that name comes from. The frame and the body are one, which means it's essentially a big giant bathtub with some running gear underneath. I'm sort of simplifying it, but essentially that's what it ends up being. And if not careful, that bathtub will in fact float. In fact, it will float because the vehicles themselves don't weigh as much as you would think, and you get enough amount of water underneath one, and they will float, and the vehicle will literally float away. On top of that, if the water gets deep enough to go into the intake of the engine, which a lot of what I saw over the weekend, it will happen. If the water, if the engine is running and it sucks in water, keep in mind the engine is a draw is a giant pump, so it's sucking air all of the time. Which if you get into deep enough water. It will suck in water. That's why you see a lot of off-road vehicles that do water forging and so on with snorkels, like a submarine. Why is a snorkel there? To keep what I'm saying from happening. Because if the engine sucks in water, it's done. It gets a condition as to what we call hydrolock. In a lot of cases, the engine is toast afterwards. There's no drying it out. It's usually damaged internally because of what I just said. If you suck enough water into the engine stalls, in most, I've never seen one survive that, to be honest with you. John and Cheyenne, you're up, sir. Hey, I had to pipe in on what you were saying. I was driving north yesterday out of uh, Colorado into Wyoming, and it started raining north of Wellington. If you have to turn your wipers on high to see, it's time to change the blade. Yes, agree. You agree. don't know how many people I saw doing the steering wheel hunch with the wipers on high yep trying to see can't see and and can i throw a quick plug out sure 
I lost you, John. Spend the 35. Oh, go ahead. There you go. Huh? There you're back. Go ahead. Say that again. I, I lost you for oh, a second. I'm go ahead. Sorry. I said, when you need a new windshield, spend the extra 35 or 40 bucks and have them do the lifetime Rain-X. It's unbelievable yeah. in the rain. It does work well. I, I, I and it keeps you from using those turn, wipers as much. Great point. I didn't turn my wipers above medium delay yesterday, and it was raining pretty hard. There you go. Good, good answer, John. John, have a good one, buddy. You too, man. Appreciate it very much. And, again, a little PSA. Don't do that a lot, but I just felt like yesterday with everything we saw happening over the weekend, I probably should have covered that a little more on Drive Radio Saturday. But, honestly, we, we're on remote, and we have all sorts of things going on, and people are coming and going. It's really not in my back of my mind. I really wasn't thinking about it. But this, really, at any time of the year, but especially now where we've got kind of that monsoon stream of moisture that comes through we can get really rain shower and this is what's unique about colorado as well it can do that in one area and literally within a couple of miles away it could be sprinkling i live in golden you know which is on the west end of town we had a little bit of rain over the weekend enough to keep the grass nice and watered and so on. we had no torrential downpours at all yet there were other parts of town where you could literally i could look east and just see things were just opening up and were just, you know, just wild. On the same token, last week, about a week or so ago, week to 10 days ago, we had that kind of weather over in the Golden Area and other places around town didn't have that. But I know that up north even, uh, talked to some folks up north where there were some basement flooding going on and different things. I was actually at my dentist this morning and was talking to some folks there and they live up north and yeah, it was pretty bad in certain spots. But I was just reminded when I saw the road shut down yesterday and as I was coming down I-70 this morning, which by the way, just a side note, billion dollar project, that I-70 corridor, and what knucklehead engineer didn't figure out how to get rid of water? Just saying. I could have told you there was going to be water in that area and I'm not a traffic engineer dude. I'm not a civil engineer. I, I got enough common sense enough to know, though, where things are low-lying and the amount of rain that we get at times here in Denver, it's a, that, that area is a disaster. I don't know who designed that, but that guy should be canned. If you're listening, you did a crappy job. You stink, actually. You look at the amount of water that was under that bridge area yesterday going through the new section of I-70 that they just finished. Some of it's not even totally open. Uh, again, I don't know what guy thought that was a good idea. I guess the uh, same guys that thought building New Orleans where they did was a good idea as well. Maybe I, I don't. I don't. I don't get some of you civil engineers and how you come up with some of the things you come up with because whoever did that deal, that's going to be a problem now from this point forward. Which means if it's raining really, really hard and you're in that area, I would choose another route. All it takes is somebody that doesn't listen to me driving through that area getting stuck and now the entire road is shut down. Again, I, I don't know who comes up with these things, but they do. Craig, I got a few minutes here before our next guest. Go ahead. Hey, John. Uh, nice to meet your dad and your uncle uh, at the show Saturday as well. Oh, great. Uh, they, they, had, they were telling me today they had a great time, so it was a blast. And I got to meet uh, one of the Tuskegee Airmen. I don't know if you knew that one of the surviving Tuskegee Airmen was I did there. not know that. That's awesome. 98 years old. Very cool. In, uh, Green, Green Mountain area of Lakewood. So very, very, very cool. Interesting. Sharp as a tack. That's I mean, awesome. Joe Biden can't, can't even compare. Awesome. But yeah, as to this I-70 project, you dig a big ditch. Where's the water going to go? Great question, Craig. 
Great question. There's just there's not enough storm drains in that area to let all that water out. I could have told you that when they were building it. Yeah. It's just, I guess they said they're going to get that figured out. Well, I think the draining, drainage system goes in before the highway gets paved. So. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I'm not sure what they're going to, unless they're going to cut in you know, more openings to allow more water into the pipes that are underneath. I, I don't know, but I, to me, that should have been figured out long before now. Yeah. And then uh, just a side note, uh, the, did you see the Dick Cheney endorsement uh, commercial for Liz Cheney? Oh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I, I tend to not watch much of that because they're just knuckleheads. Well, the creep factor is off the scale with that that guy. I mean, if that's supposed to encourage people to vote for it, I, you know, I'm sorry. That's going to scare some people away. Uh, I, well, which, fine. Works for me. Yeah. So be it. Great call in later. I'll have some open time for you as well. Call back in on some of that because I want to talk a little bit more about that. I'm I'm out of time right now. Uh, I'll be right back, though. We've got uh, Eric Gosh joining us in a moment. He's actually got some things for those of you that have kids or grandkids. You want to listen in on this. He's got some uh, content and things that will help your kids when it comes to the digital world that we all now live in. And it's a scary world at that when you think about it. Golden Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith wants to help you by uh, helping you not only get to retirement, but staying there as well. And he is our financial advisor. If you haven't heard from yours in a while, by the way, you need to call Al. 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com slash money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. All right, Dave Hart, Roofmax, we have had some, again, as I said a moment ago, some really bad storms roll through here the last few days, hail in some areas. If that's you, as I say all the time, do not call your adjuster Call Dave first, have him come out, analyze your roof, and then he'll walk you through what the next step should be. And find him at RushToReason.com or call 303-710-6916. Rejuvenation protects your roof from Colorado's weather where a replacement doesn't. The snow is all melted and the high winds are dying down and it finally feels like summer. With the snow gone, you can see damage on your neighbor's roof from fallen branches and other damage from intense wind. Thank God you got roof rejuvenation with Dave Hart from RoofMax. Luckily, you got your roof rejuvenated at a fraction of the cost of a full replacement. It gave you a 33% increase in hail protection and reactivated your seal strips so your shingles stayed on even in high 
high winds. Your RoofMax rejuvenation restored the strength and flexibility to your roof, meaning fallen branches didn't damage it. Not to mention it makes your roof more water repellent, so snow and rain are even less likely to leak into your home. Call Dave Hart with RoofMax for a safe, effective, and cost-effective alternative to replacing your roof at 303-710-6916. And make sure to mention John Rush at KLZ 560 AM. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy and I are texting back and forth, by the way, and uh, he's saying, you know, how how, uh, you would have thought that they would have figured out that drainage issue, you know, going through all of this, you know, the new project they had and so on. And I said, you'd have thought, yeah. I was just getting ready to text back. Um, And this is, by the way, I'll make sure that I say this, this is not a knock against Kiwit and the folks that are building it, because keep in mind, they're building it to whatever specifications have been given to them. I know enough about how that works to also know that end of it. Don't blame this on the builder. This is a blame on the designer, which I don't know if that's CDOT or who they brought in, but whoever the civil company was that came in and said, yeah, this will work, doesn't understand Colorado. Which, let's face it, I got a couple minutes here. That happens a lot, by the way, in Colorado. Agencies, you know, corporations even will bring, you know, what they think are big shots in to design X, Y, and Z. And they may have very little to no experience in Colorado. How our weather patterns are, how it rains, those sorts of things. The snow, the snow melt, all those different things. And a lot of these engineers will work off of, because I read some stuff on this this morning. Well, you know, what we saw over the weekend was 100-year, you know, flood-type waters that came through. Um, We get those quite often, actually. No, it really wasn't a 100-year flood. It just rained a lot in a very short amount of time, and it does that in this front range area. And again, whoever the civil engineer was, or civil engineers, plural, were, the company, Somebody didn't think through all of this. On the same token, here's where the ultimate blame lies as far as I'm concerned. With CDOT. They know our area. Of course, the gal in charge doesn't, but CDOT should know our area. They should know what those flows should be, how much they need to be allowing for, and so on. And by the way, that area there's always been a problem. It's never had enough drainage, and this was supposed to fix all of it. So any of you that have been around Denver for any length of time know that area has always been a problem. I'm talking like that Brighton Boulevard east to about Colorado Boulevard. That area is always an issue. Guess what? It still is. They had to shut the road down yesterday. And by the way, that's not a side road, folks. That, that's an interstate. You're shutting down a major trucking thoroughfare that gets goods east and west across not only Colorado, but several other states as well. You have to shut that down because of the ineptness of the civil engineering company and CDOT that designed that. Am I sounding harsh? What, what happened over the weekend shouldn't have happened. So, yeah, I sound harsh. Shouldn't have happened. Period. They just redid all of that. 
it's a couple of months from even having the HOV lane open, and the entire project will be finished shortly thereafter. It'll be more of the beautification, and they've got to put the park on top and all that. But as far as the road itself is concerned, it's about done. I know because I've driven it all the way through, almost daily, unless it takes me around that because of you know too much traffic or a stall or whatever the case may be. But I've almost driven it daily since they started. So I've watched it literally go from beginning to end. And no, I didn't see all the little things that are going on because you can't. And you're driving past and you're keeping traffic flowing and so on. But I, I saw a lot of what they were doing. And I can tell you just from looking at the the um, sewer drains, storm drains, what I'm trying to say, cut into the pavement, there's not enough of them. And again, I don't have a college degree and can tell you that. I'm definitely not a civil engineer. So... Again, I I don't know who to point point blame at here other than CDOT because they're in charge of it. Ultimately, that's the way it always works, folks. It's like that old saying, everything rises and falls on leadership. In this particular case, CDOT is the leader. They are the mainstay in what's going on in that whole entire project. They contracted it out. They awarded the contract. They, I guarantee you, have had their people on it daily. There's also been, of course, other inspectors probably from the state and the city and so on. There's been all sorts of things that have gone into this. And I wonder behind the scenes how many arguments over this whole drainage things they've had. Because I guarantee you they've been some. I'm even guessing. I don't know anybody personally at Kiwit or I would ask. But I, I'm guessing the builder even has probably said, guys... This ain't going to be enough. And probably said it just like that, by the way. Because these are just contractors. They speak my language. They're not civil engineers. I'm guessing they came along at some point and said, guys, this isn't enough. This isn't going to cut it. There's not enough drainage here to handle a big storm. And there's not. And I can also tell you this. Some of the smaller storms we've had this summer, I could have told you based on those it wasn't going to be enough when we had some torrential downpour that lasted 30, 45 you know, minutes to an hour, which is what we had over the weekend. I, I could tell you just by the standing water you'd go through on just a regular rainstorm, it wasn't going to be enough. And again, I'm not a civil engineer. So I'm guessing somebody's, I don't know whether heads are rolling today or not, they should be. Somebody needs to be you know, on, called on the carpet as to what's going on there. And making sure it doesn't happen again. Luckily, no lives were lost, no huge accidents. The fire department, though, was out rescuing all sorts of people over the weekend. Not just there. There's other parts of town that are susceptible to this as well. And my point with this one, though, versus other parts of town, this one just got redone. There's no excuse for this one to be that way. But I also go back to... If you find yourself driving around and you're caught in a storm, which, okay, I, you know what? I get that one. It can happen. Any of us can be out driving around because the way it works in Colorado, you could be out. It looks like a beautiful day. You went to a, a birthday party or you were just out tooling around on a Sunday afternoon. Maybe you went to the park or you went to the mountains or wherever the case may be, and so you're traveling back home. And all of a sudden you look, and the sky is you know, looking pretty dark and ominous, and before you know it, wow, it lets loose. And you, you literally could be passing through one of those areas when that happens. My point going back to what I opened up the show with is this. 
and I've said this on Drive Radio now for years, if you don't know the depth of the water in front of you, don't, don't go through it. Pull off onto the side of the road. Don't go through it. You could wait and see if somebody else tries to go through, if they're dumb enough to do so. Or you look at a, a high-profile, you know, a, a high-clearance vehicle that may make it through. You can gauge the water depth. And, and, and that, again, that's another one that you have to watch out for. Just because a, a larger four-wheel drive vehicle, Jeep, some of the you know, half-ton, three-quarter-ton, one-ton pickups that are driving around, just because they can make it through doesn't mean your little four-door Camry can. Two totally different circumstances. Those other vehicles, quite honestly, are made to go through more water. You know, they call it water forging. They are made to forge more water than your Camry is going to do. Or your Civic or a lot of other, what I call now, low-profile sedans. And it never fails. The ones you see stalled out are not the other vehicles I just mentioned. It's the, it's the little car driver that thought they could make it and couldn't. I even saw some video where somebody with a little, you know, with some sort of a sedan was rolling down the road and somebody in the passenger seat is videoing. And I'm thinking, you're lucky you didn't get stuck. Had they not had kind of some of the momentum they had and, and the ability to kind of keep some of the water away from the vehicle, if they'd have stopped at all, they would have been dead in the water as well. That's the other thing, too. Never stop. If you're going to be bold enough to go through, you cannot stop. You have to keep going. You've already committed. You can't stop. And if that thing sucks in water at that point, here's the deal. If it sucks in water, you're dead in the water anyways. If you stop, you're dead in the water. Either way, you're dead in the water. So you're better off just keep going and hope nothing gets sucked into the intake. For all of you that are listening, we'll have some ads from Extreme Auto Repair and Genos. Any of you that are listening that found yourself in one of those situations, you immediately need to get your vehicle in and have it inspected. Water is not the friend of a car, especially when it's submerged. I've, I can tell you stories of you know guys that own boats, for example, where the back end of the truck is in the water a lot. Which, by the way, is not good for a vehicle. Just a side note. They're not meant for that. They're meant to have rain on them, but not be submerged in water like a lot of guys will do. Are certain components on the vehicle sealed up? Um, to some extent, yes, but not submerged, no. They're not totally sealed. So you will get water into certain areas that it's not supposed to be in, and it can cause severe damage. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Don't go anywhere, guys. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Speaking of water, yeah, drainage, plumbing, all of that is a big deal, and Hi-Fi can help you with any plumbing need that you have. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Find them also at klzradio.com. Your main drain, a.k.a. your sewer, is crucial to your well-being and the state of your home. And when your main drain line is out of commission, the timely and quality completion of the work becomes your top concern. That's why you can't just trust anyone with a project so important. High Five Plumbing makes effort to prove that you can trust them. Their service techs go through three different trainings in a week, one general, one technical, and one service-based. They ensure their techs for your peace of mind. When you need to replace your sewer line, making the decision of what company to go with is high stakes. High Five Plumbing puts their principles in action. 
showing you reasons to trust them instead of telling. Don't wait until your drains are backed up, you smell sewage, or your home is damaged by leaking pipes. Call High Five Plumbing, 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. Michael Bailey Law, he is our mobile estate planner. And uh, just remember, when something happens to you, literally people will go crazy over the things that are left behind. So give Michael a call today. Make sure that your estate is in order. 720-394-6887. Don't let your family go nuts over your stuff. KLZ's mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, sees it all the time. Just when you'd hope your family members might be sharing fond memories of you after your passing, They suddenly descend into the most infantile arguments, the repercussions of which could last years. Families go a little crazy when a loved one's stuff gets involved. Save your family from themselves. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, today. Make your final wishes clear. Smart meters allow for two-way communication between your electric meter and XL Energy. Why are smart meters a dumb idea? On the next Kim Munson Show, Concerned Citizen Virginia Farber explains what she's learned from her extensive research on smart meters and what you should know. Owner of Wall Sky's Colorado Riverfront Vacation Cabin, Lisa Bennett, discusses the judiciary and lawyers. Colorado GOP Chairwoman Christy Burton-Brown introduces the Colorado GOP's updated platform. That's Tuesday, 6 to 8 a.m. with encores 1 to 2 p.m. and 10 to 11 p.m. right here on KLC 560 and KLC 100.7 FM. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back, and uh, our guest joining us now, Eric Goss, is joining us, and he leads Minnow. It's a kid-focused streaming platform, and uh, Eric, you've had a, a sordid history, by the way, not just in this world, but in many others. You graduated from the Navy uh, Academy, flew helicopters for the Navy. You've done all sorts of things and have really a, a, a storied past, if you would. First off, what led you down this path, Eric, and welcome to Rush to Reason, by the way. Yeah, thanks, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, I, I mean, I really look at this as a, as a calling. I feel like the, I feel like the Lord uh, has had a number of experiences in my life. I became a Christian um, at the Naval Academy and was uh, got exposed to an organization called the Navigators, which is really oh, yeah. big about yep. Christian. Yep. Very much very, know them very and, well. And uh, I had an opportunity while I was um, in the Navy, and then also when I was working at Amazon in Seattle. Um, just had a chance to be really involved in the church and planted a church in Seattle uh, with a group of people and then also had a chance to plant a church here in Nashville. And one of the things that really jumped out at me is, uh, is a guy who's always loved popular uh, media and pop culture, but then also really um, understood the difficulty, the challenge for many families to understand who Jesus is and understand the Bible there's a real opportunity to use media as a resource to help families and come alongside families, not only help disciple their kids and help them uh, know Jesus, but also um, to, to help protect their kids from crazy stuff that's going on in yep. the media and messages that, you know, most parents don't want their kids exposed to. Yeah, I was just going to say, you, you give an alternative 
let's face it. We live in a digital world. I said that earlier. Uh, there's really, Eric, uh, unless you just want to go be a hermit someplace and live completely off the grid, which most people you know, can't do even if they wanted to. The reality is they're, they're going to be in the digital world. Their kids are going to be exposed to it. And I'm one that says, Eric, if used in the proper manner, nothing wrong with that. But you've got to teach that to make sure that as kids grow up, they understand what I just said. You're helping parents with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. As I say, you know, the easiest the easiest decision when it comes to screen time is just to say no. And I, I think a lot of parents, that's a knee-jerk reaction for feeling a little out of control and just feeling like it's overwhelming, because at times it is. But, you know, I'm always like, would we have the movies that we have from Steven Spielberg if his parents limited his screen time? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of those early experiences, I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing if my parents had, you know, really restricted my screen time, because I grew up you know, I was a geek. I coded uh, computers and, and played video games. Um, and all that led to kind of being here. And so I, I think we have well, to... And, and I want to stop you for a second, too, as well, Eric, because I'm also one that believes that if you don't... It's like alcohol or drugs or anything else. When kids are younger, you've got to still teach them what all those things are so that they are aware of it and, in a way, I guess, kind of kill some of that curiosity so that as they get older, they just then don't go hog wild with it. I mean, there's got to be some sort of a healthy balance there so that as kids grow up, they understand what it is and they understand how to use it in a positive way, not a negative way. I totally agree. I mean, ultimately, when we talk about screen time for a lot of kids, the issue is storytelling and what stories they're getting exposed to. And, and you know, what we believe at Menno is that we can tell high-quality stories that can actually help parents and benefit kids and allow them to live richer, more full, full lives. And, and I think part of the problem is there's a lot of uh, companies out there that the perspective is, you know, we want to make um, entertainment that gets kids' attention so we can sell advertising mm-hmm. or we can promote messages to, to, you know, inform their worldview and how they think about the world in ways that are, you know, counter to how their parents feel. And so I think a lot of it really has to do with, you know, what's going through the screen and how are kids responding that. And then, you know, part of this is, you know, as a parent, we all want simpler. We always want parents to be simpler than it is. And, you know, my experience, I've got three daughters. Every daughter's different. Each one of them's relationship to media and screen time is different. Mm-hmm. I have to take a different approach to each, all right. three of them. And there's one sense where I just want an easy, easy, uh, you know, easy rule. It'd be nice if there was a one-size-fits-all, but there's not, is there? Yeah. No, there's not. Yeah, and, and I, you know, and my kids are, my youngest is is 30, but and, and I didn't fight near as much of this as what you are, Eric. I mean, you know, again, a 30-year-old being my youngest, you know what things were like. It was starting then, you know, video games, a lot of the other things that were starting to come out. And, and yet, in a way, and this was just, you know, my son – and I, and I don't know why, the, I guess the youngest, because things were getting a lot more uh, digitally, um, uh, how should I say, it's becoming more popular, I guess, Eric, at the time that he was a youngster. And, and I don't know, I don't know that I intentionally set out to do this, but he and I looked at the digital end of things and it sort of became our hobby, building computers, all the different things you know, surrounding that. And it still is to this day, he and I's hobby and we love technology and things that go into it but we i think in a way turned something that could have very easily been a negative into a positive and it's something that he learned early on how to handle but to your point not every kid's the same and not every kid's gonna have that same interest yeah absolutely and and i mean i think in many ways when when you know a lot of people have a tendency to you know criticize the church's influence and culture and and you know where are the great christian creatives 
And then, you know, and, and the church was not, I mean, church was somewhat absent in politics throughout most of the 20th century. And yes. part of that was because the church was so anti-entertainment and anti-politics in the 20, early, you yep. know, the earliest 20, 20th century. And, and, and what that did is it allowed, there was, the church wasn't in those spheres of influences. And so we really look at, you know, what can we do to help kids be good users, good awesome. stewards of this media, and, uh, and how to be uh, adept at it. Okay, so talk about Minnow and how do folks find you guys? Yeah, so um, Minnow, we're a technology media company, primarily serving Christian families. Um, you know, we're ideal for you know preschoolers up to late elementary. You can find us at uh, GoMinnow.com, or you can find us on any of the app stores. And uh, and we're primarily a video streaming service right now. We have a monthly subscription and an annual subscription. Um, we've got the world's largest collection of uh, VeggieTales. So if you're okay. a VeggieTales fan, you're going to find everything you're looking for. And then we've got a whole lot of uh, really cool content that for a lot of Christian families, they don't really know exists because there's not been a way for them to find mm. out about it. And so it's a, it's a great place to check it out. We've got a seven-day free trial, and, uh, and you can cancel at any time. I checked out the website. It's very easy to navigate for those of you that are listening. And, and again, this does not just have to be children, as you know. Also, uh, Eric, this could be children, could be, uh, you know, could be nieces, nephews, grandkids. I mean, let's face it, anymore, all of us have to get involved in this because kids go a lot of different places. And even as grandparents, knowing about this would be a great idea. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, you know, I always say great stories are great catalysts for conversations that you mm-hmm. want to have with your kids. And so whether you're a grandparent, uh, an uncle or an aunt, or um, even, you know, as, as a mom and dad, what we like to see is, and we get stories like this all the time, of kids watching our programming and then having these really wild conversations with their parents about life and about faith and about, you know, what, awesome. it, what it means to be honest or what it means to awesome. be patient. And so, you know, we, we're, real, we're a believer quality stories can actually lead to quality, uh, quality human beings. Folks, it's Go Minnow, so just G-O-M-I-N-N-O dot com. Eric, again, thank you so much. You, anything comes up, you guys want to come back on, we'd love to have you help you promote what you're doing. This is great. And, and, uh, and, we, and again, we love what you're doing, so keep doing it, sir. We appreciate it very much. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. You're very welcome, Eric. Thank you. And again, folks, uh, I guess whether it be a parent, grandparent, again, aunts, uncles, doesn't really matter. Anything we can do to help kids, we we already know. We talk about it daily. Literally, I talk about it almost every single day, the influences that are out there on our kids. And, And by the way, folks, it doesn't matter whether that's school, doesn't matter what type of school they're in, doesn't matter the church, the church group that they're in the you know the friends and so on it's just anything we can have at our disposal to help with all the different things when it comes to raising kids Uh, i was talking about this with my wife you know over the weekend reality is raising kids is a lot of work it's not easy it's not for the faint of heart and i'm one of those where i believe that uh, you know it's just like we talk about a lot of the trades that we have hi-fi plumbing absolute and so on the, the technicians that we have ex- you know extreme and genos and so on you know what makes those guys more successful in their jobs having the right tool for the job and as a technician for all these years i can tell you that 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 can make or break a job having the right tool all this is for you guys as parents and grandparents is another tool to put in your toolbox to help you with the raising of your children, your grandchildren, and so on. And some of you that are grandparents, this would be a great uh, one of those great websites to even pass along to your kids. Maybe they are not listening right now. They're raising kids. They're working. They're working it out. Give this information to them and let them know that it's there to help them when it comes to the raising of even 
your grandkids. So again, a great, great uh, website, by the way. Uh, great platform, I guess is what I should say. Go Minno, so G-O-M-I-N-N-O dot com. We'll be right back. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is coming up next. And as I said a moment ago, having the right tools makes a huge difference. They're going to be at my house tomorrow. I've got a little bit of an AC issue in, in one area of my house. They're going to come over and check out. That's what they do. Give them a call on the phone. Uh, immediately, as soon as my wife made the phone call, I got a text message saying, yep, we're going to be there tomorrow. Here's your appointment. The communication there is just absolute. That's where the name comes from. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, 720-526-0231. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Renting is not an investment. Catherine and Robin, co-founders of K&R Home Transitions, want you to focus on building your wealth through a home purchase. By continuing to rent from others, you're robbing yourself of an investment that gives you potential to grow your wealth. Equity is capital in your home, and you can build that equity up over time. You want to increase your financial worth, so why not also do that with your home too? With help from K&R Home Transitions, you can learn how to climb the property ladder to turn a profit. Once you're invested, you can use your equity to keep moving upward with help from Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions. Get ideas that build the financial momentum of your home investment with experts like Catherine and Robin. So kick off your journey and start building your wealth wisely with K&R Home Transitions. Visit klzradio.com home to invest in your home. Your business is eating you away because it's eating your time away. John Rush with Rush Media Consulting can help you by turning your business into passive income. Time is energy and money, so set up your one-on-one Rush Media business consultation and ensure that your business runs itself. Otherwise, you just own a job. Chances are you're working too many hours. You need to preserve your valuable time because unlike money, you can't get it back. The longer you spend on the fence about what to do, the less time you have. Do not squander the precious moments you have with your family doing things you love, and enjoying life. Your business is your living, so it should let you live. John Rush at Rush Media Consulting gives you the chance to take the value of your time seriously by making your business work for you. Email John Rush right now to set up a free business consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's J-O-H-N at rushtoreason.com. Or visit rushmediainc.com. Live and local. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I promoted this because I really wanted to talk to the ladies today. So Catherine and Robin, both K&R Home Transitions, they're with us today in studio. They 
pop in most every month. And again, I was looking forward to today especially because I wanted to get an update on just, you know, where are we? Where are things at? And, you know, we keep hearing about, oh, you know, is there this big bubble? Is it going to burst? Blah, blah, blah. Well, first of all, no. I've said that for uh, numerous months now, actually several years. And no, I don't, I don't see that. Have things, and I guess I'll start with you, Robin, have things stabilized to where it's a little more favorable for the buyer? Yeah, I want to use my big boy word. You know, the irrational exuberance is over. And yeah. I think that's really good for people. Nothing wrong with that, actually. Yeah. Nothing yeah, wrong with it, that. It's much more sane. And I think the buyer now can make a more rational decision in what they want to buy. Agree. You've got some time. I think that's the other thing that's good about this right now is, it, you know, if everybody's not coming in and buying up a house immediately, you know, within 48 hours. The pressure well, is off. The, yeah, I, you I can actually take some is. time, analyze yeah. it. You know, yeah. is this going to be in the right location? What is the school system like where I'm moving to? What's the neighborhood like? What's the lot look like? Where am I facing? I mean, yeah. all these things now you can start putting back into the equation that, let's face it, at one point in time, you couldn't do what I just said. No, you were under a time crunch. You had to have your offer in by four hours' time. You had to be through all the well, In some cases, approvals. know how much you were going to add to the yeah, offer, that exactly. they were, you know, add to what yes. they were asking. And big appraisal gaps and no inspection. I mean, which is crazy. Know, it's a big asset that you're you're spending money on. And it's a huge amount of money and not being able to actually evaluate everything logically in a certain amount of time to make informed decisions. It's a risk. Agreed. It's a big risk. And, and some of that risk has now been taken away, which, in my opinion, is a good thing. I think what's really great for buyers right now is the competition is less because we the big big months are are June and maybe early July because people want to buy a house and get in before school starts. Correct. And so for those folks that that's not an issue, now they're going to they don't have to compete with those folks. And as Kat said, you can make an informed decision. So you're not going to be paying way above list. In fact, there's opportunities now to pay less than list right, because right. prices are going down in fact last month the month of june because the report comes out in july colorado was the second highest state for price reductions hmm. in real estate so which prices if are you ask me down. we were just overpriced to begin with that's my yeah. thought process well the other so thing so again too, everybody listening yeah. i don't look at that and maybe some other folks out there would, would say this differently but I don't, again, I don't see that as a bad thing because I think a lot of things in, in our area were overpriced to begin with. This is just an adjustment down to normal. And yeah. the thing I think about is all those buyers who, you know, had to buy something, they felt that competitive pressure, right. they bought a house, no inspection, way over the price of the house, and now I wonder how many are going to be rethinking their decision. Well, there's regret probably in some of that, I'm guessing, yeah. Catherine. I, I think this is also interesting as well that what we've been seeing that's coming on into the market is um, seller concessions now for mm. people to be able to buy down that interest rate a little bit more, um, which is really interesting that that's come back into play a bit. You know, for people buying that, you know, they're like, oh, the interest rate may be a little high. And people are asking now for seller concessions for that to equalize it a little bit so they can afford the payment. Makes sense. Again, folks, it's not, well, I'll, I'll always say this. It's it's always an opportune time to buy or sell depending upon what you're doing and what you're looking at. And, and I will tell you that in the past year and a half, two years, I didn't look at that as a great time to buy. Maybe a great time to sell, but maybe not a great time to buy. And here's a catch, by the way. Unless you're doing a complete different move, in other words, you're leaving Colorado and going someplace where the market's completely different, which for the longest time in, this, in the country, it was similar to what we had going on here. So my point was... You could sell at a high price here, but guess what? You're going to just buy someplace else 
in the same manner. So everything has fluctuated to the point where now we're just back to a normal. So you may have thought, oh, should have sold six months ago. The price was you know maxed out at that point. Well, so was the other house you were going to buy, unless you were willing to rent for six months, which that doesn't happen either, and you're going to spend money doing that as well. At the end of the day, it what difference does it make? Is it's my all point? relative. Yeah, it's all you. relative you. wherever you're going. Yeah, yes. you might think, okay, well, I'm and why maybe people might not be selling now. They might be thinking, oh, well, the interest rate is high. But you know, guess what? Well, if you move now, you're probably going to be you know paying less for the home you're buying. You know, everything's relative. Or you may and be able to find that deal that you know somebody else has to make some good concessions. And okay, so you're paying a little bit more in interest. Well, we all know how that works. The average person doesn't keep their mortgage more than three to five years anyway. So the reality is, once things adjust a little bit well then change it well and it shouldn't right? yeah and it shouldn't also be relative for yourself i mean don't if I, if you're not happy with your house or you need a bigger house or you want to move don't let you know some of those other factors determine it you know you should you should definitely move because at the end of the day you're still going to build equity in your home you're still putting money into a growth machine and you still have to live in it and you still have to live in it and be happy with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's and the ultimate thing I think sometimes we forget. You still gotta live in it. Exactly. And and the thing I wanna add is if folks are in that position, call us because we will definitely walk them through the numbers, what they have to do. And the the thing I wanna say also, I'm gonna ask you a question, John. For people that are hesitating in getting into the real estate market, for the majority of millionaires, billionaires out there, how did they make their money? In real estate. Exactly. Most. Yeah. Most did. Not me. I, Not all. I get that. But by and large, a lot did. And they did it because they understood it's one of the biggest gains you can have. And you guys, we've talked about this many and times. And tax write-offs. Well, I, yeah, I still don't understand. I, I say this all the time. And I've had even I have, I've had people even email me after the show, after, we, after you guys have left, saying, hey, explain that a little more. I don't understand what you're saying. According to our current tax code, don't see this changing anytime soon. Didn't change in what they just passed. So the current tax code, single, it's a $250,000 capital gain exemption. If you're married, that's doubled to $500,000. What I mean by that is if you pay $500,000 for a home, and you, that's your basis, it's all everything in. So you, did some, you had to make some improvements when you first moved in, so on and so forth, but your basis is, and an accountant can explain this better, but it's five hundred k. All of a sudden, you sell it for a million. You net and you're 500K. married. You're and, married. You, and you're married. You're married. And you net that 500K. Mm -hmm. There's no capital gains owed. And here's some other misconceptions, everybody, by the way. No, there's no one-time exemption because you turn 65. No. That doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. That's another wives' tale or misconception. Everybody thinks, well, because I'm 65, I now get this one-time exemption because I'm a senior. No, you don't. Same rule applies to you if you're 78 or 28. Doesn't matter anywhere in between, it's all the same, or 98, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's 500K for a married couple. It's married filing jointly is what I should say, and if you're a single filer, it's $250,000. The other misconception is, well, I don't have to pay any tax as long as I buy a more expensive home. No, wrong. Same rule applies whether you buy a house up or a house down. It makes no difference. There is no, as long as I buy a more expensive house, I don't owe any taxes. Yeah, you That's can't rule it in. Yeah. You no. cannot There is no such thing. Yeah. Again, these are misconceptions across the board that a lot of folks have, and I've, I've talked to people on this program about that. That's why I know there's, these misconceptions are out there. You guys can help with all of that because you, you know that world very well. Yeah, and the only real rule with that is you have to have owned the home as your principal residence for two of the last five years. That's right, yeah. two years, yeah. two years. So can you move every five, can you move every two years? No, you can move, you can move every 
two years and a five-year window. So two and a half to three years. I mean, you have to kind of do the math. Mm -hmm. But folks, let me give you a little insight into this. It's why a lot of custom home builders, they build, quote unquote, their home. Well, it's really not. They build it. Everybody kind of lives in it. The family might live in it for three or four years, but then guess what they do? They flip it and they go build another one. Why? Because that builder can recognize a $500,000 profit tax-free. Yeah. He or she is not stupid. There's a lot of builders that have gotten extremely wealthy off of what I just said because every two to three years, three roughly, they can do that and make $500,000, which means, guess what? They're making about two fifty dollars a year tax-free. Where else can you do that? Yeah, yep. exactly. Nowhere. I- and when you look at the, the growth of properties in Colorado, where right now, I mean, our market is Mr. Toad's wild ride. You know, interest rates mm-hmm. on the, the investment side are not all that exciting. And when you look at the growth in real estate, it is continuing to go up and up and, and up. And folks, it's Colorado. I will tell you as a native from being here my entire life. It will keep going up. And the rents are going up. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. And, and I know there's folks out there, well, what happens with politics? I'm just going to say it straight up. It doesn't. It no. doesn't. No. Do I like where the politics are? No, we talk about it every single day on this program. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is it's not going to keep people from moving here. Because yep. guess what? No. There are still other places that are worse than it is here. So they're still going to keep moving here. They finally, here's what's happened really quick, by the way. Because, this is my opinion, because of social media, folks have finally figured out that on Monday Night Football, it doesn't always snow. Because for years and years and years, everybody around the country always watched a football game, and they saw it snowing in Denver, and they thought, all it does here is snow. I know, because when I travel around different places, where are you from? Oh, the Denver Oh, man, it snows a lot there, doesn't it? And it's cold. People say to you, and it's cold. It's cold cold there. You know, before it was done, you'd be like, well, you know, not really. We don't get that much snow, and it's really not all that cold. And they'd always look at you like, you're a liar. (laughs) But if you want it, it's an hour away. That's right. And what's happened, in my belief, is social media has given people a window into what we have here that we didn't have prior. And they can see, in most cases, we have really nice weather and a really beautiful place to live. And they're starting to see that, realize it, and they're moving here now because of it. That's my opinion. And no mosquitoes as well. And we don't have the bugs they have in other places. Or the humidity. Or the humidity. Guys, you can go down the list. (laughs) The reality is all all we don't have is an ocean. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Other than that, we have it. So my point is they're going to keep moving here. Price are going to keep coming up. Mm -hmm. What's the best way to get a hold of of you ladies? 720-437-8210. And if you're driving and you miss any of that, it's knrhometransitions.com as well. But if you miss any of that, klzradio.com or my website, rushtoreason.com. They're all there. They're listed. All you have to, it's the only real estate company we've got. All you do is go to either website. They're there. You find them, call them. And you ladies will take care of the rest, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you very much, by the way. Really You're appreciate welcome. it. So Thanks, got good folks. feedback from my listeners as well. So really appreciate it very much. Again, Catherine and Robin, if you have any real estate question at all, please give them a call and they'll take care of it. Once you buy a home, and sometimes even before you buy a home, part of your due, part of your due diligence is, how do I insure it? Can I insure it? Is it an area where it's more expensive or less expensive? My good friend Paul Lewinberger, he's my agent. He can help you with what I just said a moment ago as well. 303-662-0789. Every time you use insurance, it costs you down the road. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance rewards you when you make responsible decisions. When times get tough, the first thing people want to do is cut their coverage. Cut back too much and it'll cost you more than you thought you were saving. Paul Lewinberger's rebate program incentivizes you to delay gratification. When you don't make a claim for three years, you'll get a rebate. 
He'll make sure you're properly covered so that when you need to make a claim, you'll have what you need to be made financially whole again. When you're reliable, Paul Lewenberger gives you some money back. When you're facing economic hardship or otherwise, get properly insured with Paul. You'll get a return on the money you invested in your financial stability. Work with Paul Lewenberger. Call 303-662-0789. Call Paul at 303-662-0789 for home and auto insurances that save you down the road. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, one minute left while I still have the ladies here. Robin, you were just saying that when I talked about the insurance side of the fence and pull your mic up, that, that insurance thing is a bigger deal than most people think, isn't it? Yeah, you, you have to make sure that you can insure your property. And so work with an agent, which I used to have a PNC license also. Okay. So work with somebody who understands that different areas, you're going to have a fire zone, your flood zone, hail, and how it impacts the house and how you properly insure it. Yeah, because it's not just a walk in the park. It's not like owning one in a neighborhood. I know because I've been through that whole process. Exactly. And you get in even some of our suburbs and different areas where the high, where the fire end of things starts to increase. Mm-hmm. Guess what? So will your insurance and some companies yep. won't even carry you, especially with what yes. we've had happen in Colorado yeah. of late. And so, don't think you're immune because you're not. No, the fire here in Colorado is a real threat and it's very quick to yep. spread. And it could yep. be you could be in a regular neighborhood and you could get hit and you need to have make sure your coverage is enough, especially structural of the home, to rebuild. Spot on. All right, folks, Catherine and Robin, again, give them a call. They'll take care of you. We'll be be back, though. Hour number two is next. Don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.